what is your secondary gain of this? What is that you're gaining because you're procrastinating? Is it a sense of being soothed and peaceful? Are you kind of like, ah, I'm not stressed. If I were to do the action, I would be stressed. How are you feeling because you're procrastinating? And how else can you create? Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. We know that there is power in building strong habits in your life. But sometimes making them stick can be the tricky part. Habits are at the core of creating a life where you feel fulfilled and able to be your best self. Learn how to transform your health, your life, and yourself by downloading my free guide, Building Strong Habits. The link to grab your guide is in the show notes of today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Moms Without Capes podcast. Today on the show, we have Franz Sydney. Welcome to the show, Franz. Hello and welcome. Welcome everyone to the show and thank you, Oni, for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So Franz helps professionals overcome procrastination, overwhelm, anxiety, panic attacks, and emotional blocks in four weeks or less. She uses NLP coaching, rapid transformational therapy, hypnosis, and CBT to help you create the life that you deserve. Today, Franz will be sharing with us all about why we avoid certain tasks and how to stop procrastinating so that we can do what we want to do. So before we dive into that, Franz, why don't you share with us a little bit about your journey and what brought you to the point you are today? Mm -hmm. So I can't talk for 10 hours, so we'll just get it really, really short. I, from my accent, you will know I'm actually Italian. I'm Anglo-Italian, so I was born in Italy. I grew up there and my parents had a company and they wanted me to be an accountant. So I had to study all the stuff that I really didn't want to study. I had to go to the wrong school and everything, and I got a qualification as an accountant. But I really wanted to be an artist, and it took me years of procrastination to take those steps and say to my parents, no, I really want to go to that school to learn design, to learn illustration. I was 22 before I got started to even have an idea about this. So lots of procrastination there, but then once I learned, it took me another 20 years to get to the point where I am now because, you know, you have a job, you have to pay the bills or need something like proper job now. And then I, when I'm solid with this and I can pay the rent, I can do that. And then I got married and had children. Well, when the children grow up, I'm going to have so much time to do art. So I kept procrastinating. So I am a master procrastinator. <laughs> and now I, I turned that around and I, I learned how to be, first of all, a herbalist. And then a nutritionist, then I got really entangled with the mind. Why do we do things, you know? The mind is part of a, of a body. What, what's inside this brain? And so how does that work and why do we do things and why do we damage ourselves so much? And so I started this long journey of learning coaching and NLP first. And then after a year or two, I met Marisa Peer, so rapid transformational therapy. 
and I've done that. And then I went to Mark Mandel Academy. I studied more hypnosis. So it just keeps adding and adding. But really, it's all about the mind and how we can use those mind hacks to really make the mind work for us instead of working against us. So that's what do I do? I help people to overcome this with very, very simple tricks that most people say, really? And I say, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've made it your career to, to dive into the mind and, and help with it help transform our lives it's really transformational yeah because i get to clean up all this clutter with a coaching right and see what is holding is it a trauma is it um lack of self-belief is it you know feeling good enough for something is it because you're in a toxic relationship maybe with a narcissist very overused word nowadays yes (laughs) agreed (laughs) yeah so yeah that's why so as the master procrastinator, we're going to dive into that. Tell us a little bit about why, why do people procrastinate? Moms, especially like why, why do we have that tendency to procrastinate? Well, I know that as well. You know, I'm not saying I'm the best mom in the world, but certainly I know how familiar this is. There could be lots of different reasons why we procrastinate something that we want to do, whatever that is. And so the first thing about procrastination is we're avoiding Something painful or a little bit difficult. It's painful. Men- mentally, emotionally, physically, it's painful. It's low. It's cruciating. Or it's like uncomfortable. I just, oh, don't feel like doing it. I don't feel. We're waiting to feel something. And so the feeling never comes. And actually, the feeling comes as you're doing something, not, not before. Right. Right. <laughs> also, it goes with intimacy as well. <laughs> same is for art you don't have to wait for the feeling just do it and then the feeling will come you know we are like that we wait to feel great about it it's never going to happen because you're never going to have an empty day you're always right. going to have things and so um what happens we might have a very very full plate and lots of stuff to do we might not have the energy and so we procrastinate i'm too tired i have so much going on i have three kids in diapers and this and that i don't have time or we might not have a clear vision of what is day we want to happen. So I want to lose weight someday. What do you mean? Do you want to lose 10 kilos? Do you want to it's lose 10 specific, kilos in one year right. or in 20 years? You have no idea. So your mind cannot help you. Because once we, once we don't know exactly what we want, the reticular activating system cannot help us to find resources. So it just be, becomes something on the back of our minds and Oh, yeah, really have to do that. And they're going to do it next week. I'm going to change my terrible job next year. I got a toxic relationship. Um, I'm going to fix it after Christmas because first I have to get, take care of this. And so eventually we are in this familiar toxic situation. We're not happy. We are unfulfilled. We're uh, underrepresented. We cannot talk about what we want. And we're running to do everything. And that goes to your point number three, if you allow me. Because what we do is, <clears throat> the majority of people are not procrastinators 24 hours a day. Right. We're not we going to say to the kids, we pick and I'm going to take you to school at 10 in the morning or at 3. <laughs> no, no, we don't procrastinate. We're just going to do it, aren't we? So we find all the time to take the husband, pick him up from work, to prepare him lunch. We find the time to take the children to all the activities, to baseball practice, to cheerleading practice, to everything. We find the time to prepare gifts and cards for everyone. But then when it comes to us, and I, I really do some me time today, I really need to switch off because I'm just about to burn out or oh, there's no time. It's not very important. I can do it tomorrow. And tomorrow, 
never happens because right. it's not a priority it will never happen and right. that's difficult i'm gonna do it next time it never happens i was like married for 18 years before i realized gosh i never have a day for myself <laughs> sure. yeah yeah we just keep putting it off thinking that we're gonna we're gonna feel ready or we're gonna have yeah. that time and that time yeah. never comes yeah the time has to be created because otherwise people will put pressure on our resources and we all gonna say yes because we want to please others we want to raise a good family and that's amazing however we also exist so sometimes yeah. this procrastination um, you brought up a great point about the excuses like we're great at coming up with excuses of why we can't do certain things yeah and isn't that amazing yeah <laughs> very children creative get, the children get the trophies i've done visas mm -hmm. roller skating art competition and we are like the children are living our dream yeah. they are getting the piano lesson they're getting the something we couldn't do and we still want to do it so we all have a little dream in the drawer we say anytime yeah. we think ah oh, it's too late for me to start actually it's not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so is procrastination can it become a habit yeah it could be a habit it could be that we put ourselves always second, 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 and we um, even health-wise. So oh yeah, I'm going to take care of my bad back eventually. So we're just in the habit always putting ourselves as if we were like the, the servant in medieval times. It doesn't matter. I'll do it later. So we erase ourselves and then procrastination is not taking that responsibility. So can we learn not to procrastinate? Yes. If, so, if you, even as a master procrastinator, like, is it possible? Yeah. I know you said we don't procrastinate on everything, but can we learn yeah. to actually just do the thing, work yeah. through those uncomfortable feelings? Yeah, I have a six step plan, if you're interested, which is the one that I always use with my clients. And so here we go. The first thing you want to do when you realize you're procrastinating, you want to change. So you have to be that threshold that you know that something has to change. You know that it's you and you know that it has to happen now when you're ready otherwise you will keep procrastinating <laughs> so let's make sure point number one is sticked so the first thing you want to exactly identify what exactly are you procrastinating is it the weight loss the degree you want to want in their career changing partner what is it becoming fit being able to do a marathon or doing art or join a choir i don't care but you have to identify exactly what is that you're procrastinating all the time even if it's something small like i haven't cleaned the house for 20 years i procrastinated you know you know some people have the problem that it goes with depression so you have to really sit down and say what is it i'm procrastinating that no should happen but it's not happening and why so uh, you write down a long list of things that are not happening, you know, and after you have this list, you should perhaps think about the second point. You want to identify what is your secondary gain of this? What is that you're gaining because you're procrastinating? Is it a sense of being soothed and peaceful? Are you kind of like, ah, I'm not stressed. If I were to do the action, I would be stressed. How are you feeling because you're procrastinating? And how else can you create that feeling? And that could be quite a hidden 
reason for why we procrastinate that is right, hidden a under a benefit. Yes. There are lots of layers of good intentions. So I have all these amazing plans and, and my real action that I really need to do is just there something. For example, one thing that happened to several in several case studies, not just mine, but you know, even coaching books, the typical thing that I cannot lose weight. I really cannot lose weight. It's impossible. It doesn't matter which diet I do. I will procrastinate starting again because, and then you really go to hypnosis and you, you go to find out, and it turns out that the lady knows that when she becomes fit and thin and more attractive, she will get the attention, unwanted attention of male that she doesn't want to interact with. And so keeping the weight on is a shelter. It's um. It's a shield from this emotional encounter that she doesn't want. And, um, and so this procrastination has a reason. It's a protective reason. So Protecting her, find yeah. out what it is uh, because we don't want that. And this also is typical in trauma. So procrastination could be a safety valve. If you had trauma, say somebody gave you um, inappropriate attentions, for some reason, and you were uh, slender, have made a comment about your body? You, you see, nowadays we see a lot of body disformities because mm -hmm. people make comments about the body and how we take them in can cause procrastination later in fixing something important. So always look up for curiosity, not self-judgment, not criticizing yourself by looking, what's going on here? Let's have a look, you know, hug yourself and say, what's going on here? <laughs> So number three, I always say, look up at what you're missing out because you're procrastinating. Are you missing an immaculate house? Are you missing a nice town and a relaxed week in Spain? Are you missing the recording with a coach that invited you because you are too, I don't know, XXX to prepare for this? Are you missing moving to a much better job, to a closer city with a better boss, with a higher pay because you, what's going on there? Won't so be doing it. Out? Right. So what are you, you missing miss, out on? Sometimes we miss out a lot of stuff. And one of the typical examples from my clients is for many years, I helped everyone else to be fit, but I was the one that was unfit. And now I have pains. I can't stand up, I can't sit, I can't do exercise, I'm always at the doctors, I'm on painkillers, I'm tired, and I'm to the point of no return because I procrastinated it to the point of this is impossibly painful. I have to do something. And then my add Pablo Maelja and lots of stuff, which is very, very emotional. So you really want to start thinking, wow, am I really loving myself when I just get all these cakes and pizzas and whatever. I love cakes or pizza, but it's, it's like, what am I shutting up in my mind? What is the message that is coming to me that I'm like, oh, I, I want this message or I hate this message, you know, whatever our mind is saying. So listen to the chatter because that could be a really big indicator of what's really going on and why you are there. And um, that's why you can go now to number four. So you can work this out on your own. You're smart. You sit down there and you go, I know what's going on. I'm going to do that. Brilliant. I mean, 
But then the world is full of procrastinators, so there must be sometimes the case that <laughs> must be, yeah, it must be a little bit more difficult than that. <laughs> sometimes a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a doctor, a friend, a mentor, a coach, a therapist, whichever From an outside your, perspective. A person that is not emotionally involved mm -hmm. can help you to really clarify what is that you want to achieve. What are the steps you need to take? Sometimes it's very confusing. When will it take it? How will it do it? What resources do we have? Who is going to help you? And that will generate so much energy that you can then channel, channel into this direction. So it will help you. And um, the big thing is to remember that what, what is small that we are procrastinating today can become like a big snowball <laughs> in 20 years and might not be fixable. You know, there are some things you can do. So for example, you want to be a doctor, but won't allow you here in England after a certain age to um, have a degree in medicine and operate as a doctor because you're past, I think it's like 50 years old, I can't remember. Right. You won't be able to be a doctor. So I had a friend who is a paramedic and he always said, oh, I want to be a doctor. But by the time he go around to do it, they said, no, we, you can't do it because he passed although you have this, huge mm -hmm. knowledge yeah there is a time limit and you're like ah and he was thinking mm -hmm. i'm gonna pay the bills i'm gonna pay the mortgage I'm right gonna... right where procrastination really affected his yeah. life he wasn't able to it's do what he wanted to do it's a really positive procrastination because he had mm -hmm. amazing motives and like him lots of other people so important to see how big the problem is going to be later and then the fifth point is of course after you decided that's what i want it's going to happen. I want my job to be, I want to be a digital nomad in Ibiza in two years with my whole family. I want my kids to be home educated. I'm just throwing everything that you have that you really wanted to do. You, what is your dream? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you really want to write it down on your calendar. When is this going to happen? When is this put some time happen? limits on it, put some deadlines. Yes. By which time do I need a visa to go to Spain? By which time do I have to sell the house? By which time I have to do this? And then you have to, you know, the future pacing, see yourself in the end, see yourself in the beginning and work out what has to happen two months before that, yeah. four months before that, a year before that. What has to happen? What has to happen for me to lose 50 kilos in a year? How many like kilos making a month? It, creating like that roadmap. So to, yeah. And making you, that clear vision. Yeah, you break it down in small steps. They had to be auctionable and it has to be a very smart goal. So if a, if a goal is not smart, possible, uh, with a deadline, realistic and very specific, you will be procrastinating for the rest of your life because your mind has no idea what to do next. It can't grab onto anything, right? It can't grab onto that final, what you happens. actually want. Yeah, that happens a lot. I mean, sometimes I go upstairs and say to my daughter, why haven't you done the homework for college? She goes, because I have no idea how to do it. So she just sitting there or doing right. something else. I'm like, can you, you, it's been five days, but I don't know what to do. Well, if you had told me, oh no, but I thought I would do it later. And so she will procrastinate. Poor thing, she, she hears me, she's going to kill me. But <laughs> don't we do that? We say, oh, I just can't do it. And we say to people, I can't do that. And we hope that somebody will just come and save us but they don't do it they are very busy with their life so they don't help us we're like oh i have to do it tomorrow and i just don't want to do it <laughs> right yeah yeah you gotta face that uncomfortableness so a lot of stuff um or that discomfort 
uncomfortableness is not a word. <laughs> yeah, like to face empty the discomfort. The closet. Empty the closet. I mean, how many hoarders do we have? Clutter in the house. I mean, I've been divorced like five and a half, six years, and I had a huge workshop full. I mean, full of tools and machinery for woodwork, etc. Mm. Full of wood shavings, like mm -hmm. very right. And so for six years, I looked at it thinking, well, he's going to come and pick up his stuff. And he never did. He picked up a few things, but he left this huge mess. And eventually he procrastinated. I procrastinated. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go there and start cleaning up. And yeah. day after day, you see this. And the huge amount of work that is there because we both left it because I'm like, yeah, that's his job to do it. And he said, sure. well, I'll do it when I can. And yeah. now I have a mountain of stuff to do, which is taking me the whole day to do because we left it thinking, well, I'm not in a rush to go. And now that I'm in a right. rush to go, <laughs> right. it's, it's like a, it's a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same for everything. Studying, leaning, taking care of a person, for example. I had very sad experiences of, oh yeah, we're going to go and see that relative. But when are we going, darling? Oh, yeah, maybe not now because I'm busy. And then the relative dies. Right, right. And you have procrastination. Sure, sure. It so that was number five, right? It was five. Let's go to number six, which is the last one. Okay. You have to tell others if appropriate. Okay. Put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. If it's something not appropriate, don't tell. But if it's appropriate, it will help you so much to be accountable. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop biting my nails after Christmas. That's the day. Okay. At Christmas, tell everyone in next year, I'm going to stop. So then they will come and look at your nails. They are really, really good. And, and oh, no, I forgot. So they will keep you accountable. If not, get a mentor, an accountability partner. So good. I got a whole podcast episode about that. Mm -hmm. Because they will push you gently. And they'll say, have you done that? And that kind of stings a little bit. So you, you get more like into the habit. And we are creatures of habit. So yeah. once we start taking the action, things start happening but we have to really get ourselves out of a comfort zone and doing nothing about it and after the brain says oh she's doing something about this they start you know all these neurons we have and they're wiring together every yeah, morning actually changes the brain yeah because the neuron that wiring together will fire together so if every day 8 a.m i decided okay i'm gonna take my time you know that's that's a thing, but I have to add this, self-care. If your procrastination is about not taking care of yourself, that also should go into your calendar. Absolutely. Yeah, because a Absolutely. goal not written down is merely a wish. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's funny because I mean, even your steps can apply to self-care as to how to make that a habit, how to change how to change your routines, right? Telling somebody about it. I do a self-care challenge and that's a big part of it. And we, I have an accountability post every single day. You need to say it, you know, and you need to put it out there. You need to be clear about what it is that you're going to be doing and 
but break it down into those small bite-sized pieces and so that you can take action because we'd often do procrastinate with taking care of ourselves we say oh I'll do it tomorrow you know I'll take care of myself tomorrow or or I'll do the thing tomorrow I'll you know start start living my dreams or the big one is is you know in 18 years in 18 years I'll take that vacation or in 18 years I'll learn how to draw right like when your kids are out of the house or whatever and that you know you're waiting for that feeling you're making those excuses and it's, it's done. Stop making the excuses, okay. right? <laughs> I do so have France- a, an amazing experience about a friend who, she was 50, she said with her husband, oh, when we are retired, we're going to do this and that. We have this huge plan. And then he had a heart attack and he died about yeah. 50. And she spent, she died at 95 something and she spent 50 years on her own. And mm-hmm. the dream of doing all this stuff with her husband Today's episode is sponsored by the Super Mom Detox, an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their super mom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin. Have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Super Mom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, unrealistic expectations, unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, you'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. To say, speaking of self-care, what is your go-to self-care practice? How do you best restore and recharge? Yep. So the number one thing is breathing. You won't believe it. But if you breathe properly, like a square breathing, like slowly up and then hold for four and then slowly down, that completely changes your entire system, gives you oxygen, gives you calm, and stress is the number one killer. So yes. that's the first thing, you give myself time to breathe. So I do things not very fast sometimes on purpose to actually enjoy the moment. So that's mm-hmm. my self-care. But also, I really like, that's my number one thing, drawing. I just love drawing. So as soon as I can, I am drawing something. Nice, nice. How about a book that you um, have read that has either greatly impacted you or has changed your life or a book that you'd like to recommend to the listeners? So reading is one of the big things. And I have so many books, you know, all sorts of topics, holistic psychology, art. But one that really, really, really helped me is John Seymour, The New Complete Book of Self-Sufficiency. Okay, self-sufficiency. It's homesteading, very heavy book. He passed away a couple of years ago, this guy. He's amazing. And that is all about how to make beer, how to, you have, you know, um, how to cure bacon, how to grow everything, how to fumigate stuff, how to prepare the land and how to cook from scratch, how to make your own soap. I had a book like that. It was like the Homesteader's Bible or something. It was this big brown 
like it was it looked like it was made out of like just brown paper on each side def, def, yeah. very sustainable but like and it was nice. this huge book and it had all of those kinds of things brown paper yeah <laughs> yeah so and that's that's the whole thing how to make the bread all the things and i very much into self-sufficiency mm-hmm. and that's one of the books that i go back to over and over because i always thought it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank how smart you are but if you cannot do the basics mm-hmm. like cooking from scratch grow some food take care of things in the house you will never have the peace of mind that comes from knowing you can deal with life. Right. And especially nowadays, with all this stuff crumbling around us, we do want to know how to take care of life. And, and one is to go back to nature. The basics, and yeah. The basics, yeah. I actually wrote a book called Back to Basics. Which <laughs> is <laughs> and it's all about self-reliance. So. Nice. nice. So Franz, where can, where can our listeners find you? So, of course, my podcast is called Create with France. So just Google that. Find me on Facebook, France Sydney, S-I-D-N-E-Y, or um, francesydney.com. That's my website. And uh, you can always see a few articles in there where, you know, I just go above and mind hacks we can use to live an amazing life. <laughs> awesome so all of Franz's information is going to be found in the show notes of today's episode i want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom today you are so welcome it was so fun thank you hey did you know that there's a facebook group filled with moms without capes women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves there sure is and we'd love to have you in the group Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.